Ah, ah, ah. Welcome to the live and unrestricted podcast. I am Holy Quran. And I am Hope. We are products of our backgrounds and experiences. And we're coming to you with live perspectives from what we consider the Black Diaspora. Again, my name is Holy Quran. A little background information about myself. I am 35 years old. I am not old. That is called being seasoned. I'm originally from the Bronx. I hear all the time that all the crazy people come from the Bronx and Florida. I just want to tell y'all that that is wrong. That's true. It's that true. is totally wrong. <laughs> um, on top of that, I am an Aquarius, so you already know I am a leader, not a follower. I would make my mom proud. I'm a veteran who served for this country, so you'll hear a lot of funny things out of my mouth pertaining to our government. And lastly, shout out to Outpass Curfew. You already know the gang. Okay, okay. Uh, since we continue on with the introductions, I'm Hope once again. Um, you can follow me at literally.hope. I love the beauty industry, but I'm a new 30-year-old, right? So I just got here. Mm, I welcome. just left my 20s, so it's still fresh for me. I'm definitely a part of that population where... I'm a recent college grad. Shout out to SNHU. I'm about to walk across that stage. Ow. Shout out on my HBCUs. Yes, I'm also Nigerian. So we definitely going to touch on all these type of topics that relate to my life and how I view things. Uh, I'm a knowledge seeker. I'm a recent Atlanta move. So that's always crazy. Okay. But you know, we're just going to... Give you some live and unrestricted perspectives. Definitely looking forward to hearing more about that. But um, I figure let's go ahead and jump into some of these topics for today. All right. So the first topic I want to talk about is I know everybody's heard about the first off. I want to start off by saying power in peace to the late great Nipsey Hussle. Um, but I don't even want to start with that. I don't want to start on that whole situation. I actually want to start with the comments made by rapper Kodak Black and the rebuttal by rapper Tip T.I. Harris from Atlanta. So I guess I'll ask the Atlanta, the, the newly Atlanta native, like, how do you feel about this whole situation? Um, and... As I can remember, I think you are a Kodak Black fan, so... Listen, listen. Mm. I'll, I'll let you, you know, mm. give the introduction, sounded a little jaded, mm. just, a, you know, like somebody has an opinion just already. Put it however, out however, I'm going to say that I'm definitely a Kodak Black, Kodak Black fan. Like, I connect with his music, and I'm old enough to, like, appreciate... You know, my oldies, my hits, my greats, you know, like I, I definitely resonate with all that. But at the mm -hmm. same time, like that's what also makes me appreciate Kodak Black. So I'm not going to lie. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So when this situation happened, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so what exactly happened? So if we had to so, review it, you're a fan of Young Bill Capri. I'm gonna call him by his real name. I'm gonna call him by his real government. His mama call him Bill. I'm gonna call him Bill. I'm sure his so, mama calls him Kodak. Young Bill. I don't know if he was off the wave or whatever. He's on his live. You know, shout out the IG live. You know, you get it how you get it. So he got the viewers and the followers watching. I don't know if he just slipped up and was just not coherent of how people going to react to the situation. But basically said, you know, once Laura London is done with grieving in about two years off the death of not even... He wasn't even in the ground yet. Rapper Nipsey Hussle, as as is still making funeral plans, he's over here talking about how, you know, he wants to be a shoulder for her to lean on. And hopefully, you know, he can be like Nipsey. She can help him be like Nipsey and, and you know, hold him down, be his number one. And see, the problem with this whole argument is that nobody really knows what he said. And that is evident in that explanation because Kodak Black said a lot of things in that live, okay? And the first thing that he said was that he appreciated, you know what I'm saying, what Nip was doing for the community. I, I, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I aspire to do things like that aspire. for my community. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in those words. You know, I'm... Oh. You know, but yeah. at the same time, he also said, I would like to be a friend. A shoulder she could lean on. He exactly. S- he and said maybe that was his exact And maybe terms. in two to three years, it could be something else before he, but he not, he said, clearly, I'm not trying to shoot my shot. That's what he said. He said that. So we can't ignore all those things. Like. If we're going to talk about the conversation, I think we have to talk about it in its entirety. We have to also mention the entire conversation that occurred during that live. That is not a problem. But I also, like I said, shout out to all my people from the Bronx that are not crazy. And we will not let the, 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 the blindfold be over our eyes. How can you say you're not shooting your shot, but in that same sentence, be shooting your shot? You can't say I'm gonna be a shoulder to lean on, but in two, three years, I'm hoping I'm hoping I can get at that. She's a beautiful lady. That's he didn't, he didn't your say shot. no no no. He didn't say I hope I'm hoping I can get at that. He said I will give her two to three years to grieve before I will proceed with anything else. Anything else. Mean? He didn't what does specifically that mean? say What does that mean? Who knows? Passing the ball or shooting yes. your shot. <laughs> He's not going to be like, all right, two, three years have passed. You know what, you know, Laura? That's my homeboy. He's, he's real lonely. Let me, let me hook you up with my homeboy. He's talking about, you know, getting it where he could fit in. I'm not, no. We understand what's going on here in America. We're not going to be fooled. Okay. So that young man was wrong and then was confronted by Tip Harris. Expeditiously. By, by Tip. confronted expeditiously. By Tip. Now, okay. Let, let me let me lead with this, okay? So, Ti felt the need to felt compelled Tia. with the circumstances to voice his opinions and reach out and say to Kodak Black, "Hey, watch out now." Mm. What's that accent? <laughs> you got too much dip on your chip. <laughs> got too much dip on your chip, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So. 
Now, we're thinking about his comments. Who was he doing it for? Mm. Who was he doing it mm. for? I don't know. That's a good one. Who I don't think it, it I don't think it was for Kodak Black. Who so who was he who did he feel like he was speaking out for? <sighs> Nipsey? Mm. Lauren? Mm. Who was he speaking out for? I don't know. I don't know. Cause I was I was quite I was I was quite confused by his actions also. Why is that? I, okay, the initial actions, I was like, okay, he's standing out for Lauren and and and, and honoring Nipsey by saying, Hey, hey young bruh, chill out, bruh. But then he dropped the the diss track, which was on live, so it was like for the fans. But then at the end of it, he previewed another song, which is just like using an opportunity. Like, I don't know, like you're already on Family Hustle, bro. That's what I'm saying. You, got, you ain't got to hustle. You know. ain't got to hustle the hustle. You ain't exactly. got to hustle every exactly. situation. Put an asterisk by mm. his We're going to put an asterisk by his, by his actions. By his actions. Period. See, Tip, you, yeah, every situation Period. lately, you like coming to the cause, but what you really, hmm, don't set up no GoFundMe's, because I don't know if all the money is and going the, where it needs And the thing is, the thing is, we just have to think about it, you know, because several, several other people, you know, individuals spoke out, such as the game. We're mm-hmm. not here to talk about the game, because that's a whole <sighs> different topic in itself. However, I just feel like, why didn't they have that same energy for those young women that... Because, I, you know, I do like Kodak Black music, and he got some legal situations which may say that he allegedly had some non-consensual mm. relations with... A, so, why didn't we have that same energy for that? Like, okay, it's cancel culture, so... In this moment, we are deciding, okay, we are potentially canceling Kodak Black because of these comments he made mm. about this particular individual. What about those ladies that he had those alleged, alleged non-consensual? Mm-hmm. So, very all correct. I'm saying is, KTSE, keep that same energy. Very, very true. Very, very true. Um, mm. Yeah, man. I don't <laughs> I just had to I really had to look at Tip on this one like ah where, where did that other track come from brother who is that singing like like what you doing like we was here for the beef and the energy now you just I don't know but shout out to I will I can't say I'm not a fan of Kodak Black he is definitely he reminds me of a young Gucci with the words and he definitely has the lyrics for people asses. No shade to Gucci, but Kodak is a lyricist. This this out this when he what did he put out? The song is called Expeditiously. Yeah. That was his rebuttal to TI's little mm-hmm. verse. Because I'm not even gonna call what TI played a song, just a verse. He yo, no mumble rap. Yeah. None of time. Yeah. yeah. He crushed like go listen rebuttal. to it if you haven't listened to it. And and the the the, the Little Miss Piggy line. Listen, all I'm saying is, yeah, that's cancel culture is a thing, and sometimes it's not that great to be a part of a certain type of culture. We are quick to cancel, and that's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, getting a shout out. Shout out to Kodak Black. Shout out to Bill. Bill, you know, I'm going I'm to call you William. William Capri. You, yeah. Shout out to Tip. You got a W. I don't watch nah, the Family Hustle. Tip, you got an ask for next to this one, bro. <laughs> I don't watch the Family Hustle, but yeah. I'm sure most of y'all do. Nah, I don't watch it. Sorry. All right. So now, you know, since we've dissected and, you know what I'm saying, made it clear about that particular subject, I think we should move on to uh, something m- way more profound, much better, and honestly, the thing that's been capturing our attention for the last two weeks since the start of April, and that is the late, great neighborhood nip. Yeah, man. Uh, of course, I want to do my shout-outs to the family, no ID, Laura London, the moms, the pops. Man, it was great to just see how... You know, the black community really, I mean, it really sucks when people talk about people being kings and even Jermaine Dupree saying, you know, like he was Jesus. He didn't say he was like Jesus. He said, I think Nipsey was Jesus. And the first thing people were ready to say, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. I don't even want to dismiss the if he was or was not, because you won't know what Jesus was if he when he came back if he comes back when he comes back you just know that he's back on this earth and he will do the things that are very similar to what we read in you know whether it was your bible your quran your you know i don't know whatever the other religions books read but it would be very similar to those actions and one thing you can say is nipsey was real and he did these actions that are very jesus-like so to some people and i guess you know the closer you get to the west they're gonna say yeah you know they could probably agree with what jermaine dupree said so you know it's just a bad situation you hate to lose somebody like that to our community somebody that was 100 percent preaching positive and trying to do the things that a lot of people are afraid to do so you know i just want to say that in regards to the late great nips you know i appreciate what he uh I guess his legacy means to the community and it was great to see, you know, even the big, the big uncle, the big uncle Snoop, even just hearing him talk about him, you know, that's great. I would love to hear an uncle of mine talk about, you know, a deceased family member of mine in that way. So it just really felt like, you know, like real close to home to even see all that. Uh, You know, I was happy that YG wore the appropriate shoes for the event. (laughs) Listen, so, it was, it's just a tragic, a tragic, tragic thing that's really marked our time. Um, you know, I remember talking about this the other day that, that we live in a time span and sometimes it's a long time before there's a moment in history that really marks that period of time. So, you know, like 9-11, we all remember where we were for 9-11. I think we're all going to remember where we are, where we were the day that, you know, we got the news. Um, and, you know, I, I can't even fake a front. Like, I'm definitely a Nipsey fan. Um, I wasn't the biggest Nipsey fan prior to his passing, but it only made me, you know, uh, that much more of a fan based on the love and the outpouring that I got to see, you know, and feel. Like, um, you know, I've never felt something so far away for a man that I've never, ever met, but, you know, could literally feel it in the depths of my stomach. Like, mm-hmm. the spiritual part of me felt the emotions of the world at that point like and i still feel it like something has shifted in me and i know that you know my my fellow spiritual people can definitely relate with that but something shifted when when that happened so 
Um, I just want to say shout out to him and his legacy. That's so important. And I think he did a great job of uh, explaining to us what legacy is about. And that's why I can agree with, you know, the Jesus reference. Like, that's what Jesus came back to this earth to do, right? Like, God gave his only begotten son for him to be an example. And this is a parallel that cannot be ignored. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, man. Shout out to the OG. I mean, like, even even to this day, like, some somehow, you know... I was in, you know, I'm a Bronx, I'm a real Bronx dude, so I ended up with a Bronx 12 clip on my phone, and they showed, you know, different Bloods, Crips, Latin Kings, different gangs in New York, meeting up by Yankee Stadium and tying all their flags together and just saying, yo, let's let's tell these young boys, let's let's quit this out and let's build a legacy, let's try to build something back. So just just to have, you know, like even the people that they say have these negative influences on society, just for them to have their, their minds in the right place now, if that's what you know, it took, you know, I got to say, you know. I, right. You know. Everybody burn their sage now. Everybody's trying <laughs> to eat a little bit better. Man. Like, if this is, um, it's unfortunate that this is what it took. However, we all need to do an inward introspection as to how this personally affected us. Like, it's okay to be affected by some things. And this is something that could potentially affect your life for the better. So of course, of course. I like I definitely think it's important to see what you're going to do about leaving your legacy. If you hadn't ever thought about what you meant to this world or what you're going to leave behind in this world. I think this is the perfect time to consider that and really take the time to figure out what's the best step to to going about and doing this. Like 2019 feels like such a joke this year. Like this year has just it's been bad news after bad news after bad news I feel like. But some of that has to be inspirational for us to like let's do better so the rest of 2019 ain't so fucking crazy. No, you're right, you're right. Uh Whew, the value of life is, you know, it's, it's sad how, you know, people are losing, losing uh, sight of that. But um, when you say legacy, you know, I think it's crazy how, you know, he's already done so much in community, you know, Vector 9, you know, Marathon. Of course, the Marathon, the Marathon STEM, continues. Um, I believe he uh, created a school for young kids to um, explore like science and math because there's a disproportionate amount of, correct, you know, correct. Uh, brown people in that particular field. Yeah. I just wonder, and I think how crazy it would have been if he was, uh, I don't know if a lot of people knew this, he originally auditioned for the role of uh, Ronnie on... Um, the hit TV show The Shy. Uh, he was supposed to play the character of. Uh... Yeah, I read. Um, I I was looking at Twitter and uh, I saw that Lena Waithe tweeted shortly after Nipsey Hussle died, and she mentioned that he original audition for the role of Ronnie on the show. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with The Shy, Lena Waithe, uh, Lena Waithe is. Um, I believe she's the executive producer of the show. Um, but it stars a few of your favorites. Um, Jacob Lattimore is in there. Jason Shout Mitchell. Out who played, yes. <laughs> Jason Mitchell, he played Easy E and Straight Out of Compton. You might recognize Sandra yeah. from The Wire. So it's a few individuals in it that you might recognize. Um, but um, he originally uh, auditioned for the role of Ronnie, which if you follow the show, you know that. Ronnie, um, he's actually uh, a character that kills a young man in the show because Coogie. yeah, he kills Coogie. Um, shout out to Coogie. I definitely have to find out what his real name is. <laughs> but um, he kills Coogie after he thinks that he's killed his son. 
um, or his girlfriend's son who he had a close relationship with. So I think it would have definitely been interesting to see Nip in that role. Yeah. I, but at the same time, like, the part that he plays in that show, it would have been rough to see him now. Like, I wouldn't be able to go back and watch all the episodes. Like, like honestly, I, w- I will be 100% honest with you guys. Over the weekend after I heard this, I decided to go back at the same time they were showing a marathon, preparing for season two to start. And I'm watching these episodes and I'm just like really trying to, you know, see Nip playing these roles. And it was just, you know, it really, it really started to bother me when I thought about it and that and how significant it would have been in the actions leading to, you know, what happened uh, recently. So it's just a crazy, uh, a crazy world. Um, Yeah, honestly, I mean, to see Nipsey playing the role of Ronnie, I think would have been crazy, especially with the relationship that we all know the character Ronnie plays. Well, the relationship that Ronnie has with his grandmother and then knowing how close Nipsey is to his grandmother, I think um, just seeing what was happening without him, you know, being around and everything that's happening, I think it would have really put a, a weird feeling on the show. And then, you know, even if he would have had that role, just going forth knowing that this was would have been his last right, work. Right, right. Like, it would have just been so, you know, emotional and, you know. I mean, I agree. I definitely, like I said, I don't think I would have wanted to see him play that role, even though I think he would have been great at it. Like, just looking at the dynamics of it, the show would have really blossomed. I think it's great with the character that, uh, with the individual that plays Ronnie now, Natari Mwine. Uh, but uh, he does a great job and he's still doing a great job as we get ready to talk about these two new episodes with season two. Um, but I definitely don't think I would have been able to watch it. It just would have triggered me. It would have triggered me a lot because they would have tried to move on with the season with somebody new. And I just would have been thinking about Nip as I already am every five minutes. <laughs> like we see the memes, nobody. Yeah, Damn, Nip. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Doing an excellent job. Yeah, but no. So season two is on. Like I said, if you haven't caught the shy, it's on the Showtime. It's on the network Showtime. So you definitely want to check it out. Um, I believe Sunday you can watch. Yes, I believe you can watch all the old episodes. Um, but it's really a great show. Um, Lena Waithe, um, she's awesome. So um, just looking at the dynamics of the show, it's set in Chicago. And um, it's about... Um, uh, it's about a group of individuals in the uh, in the Chicago area, and they all kind of um, their lives get intertwined when some violence happens in the city. Um, the initial violence starts with a young man being killed, which leads to another young man being killed, and from there uh, things start to just kind of tumble around everybody. Um, so, how do you feel about the shy and like how the show like? Do you like how it's progressing? How do you feel about season two? Uh, so far, I really like what's going on. Um, I am really at loss. I don't really understand what's going to happen next. And sometimes you need that in the show. I don't want that predictable. Oh, I kind of see what's, where it's going, what's happening. Um, I'm just curious to see how Ronnie or what Ronnie is trying to do when he says he's trying to get out of jail. Um, and he says he didn't commit murder when everyone who watched the show seen him shoot. Krugy. Uh, right. I think that um, I'm, 
it's gonna take some it's gonna take what it normally takes right so every time that you hear about a black man being killed the first thing that they do is they try to muddy up or dirty up the victim's name you know what i'm saying mm. like it's always something some type of narrative when a young black man gets killed some type of narrative about that particular victim that really makes us change the way that we see the victim and change our perspective about a life being taken so yeah. i'm so curious to how she's going to play that out in the show um yeah. i know that uh if you watch the recent season the season opener was pretty hectic because the first thing we uh, saw at the end of the episode was his grandmother getting beat beyond recognition probably uh, from that home invasion, so it made yeah, you feel something. It, you know what I'm saying? It made you feel something for a character uh, that you didn't feel any type of way about before, because you know mm-hmm. in the back of your heart that he he's was, yeah, yeah he he's killed murder, somebody. Yeah. You know, uh, an innocent young man. So huh. I'm I'm definitely curious to see how this plays out, but I definitely think y'all should check it out because, huh. um, like he said, it's it definitely keeps you on your toes. And uh, just to touch in, you know, I want to say. Uh, R.I.P. Trayvon Martin, you know, when you say, you know, the slander or dirty in a young man's name just to, you know, prove someone's innocence, you know, that just comes to mind. You know, this this show isn't far-fetched from reality, you know. It's not to say we haven't seen it already, so. Exactly. That's why I'm like, I love these shows that portray our true reality. Shout out to um, If Beale Street Could Talk. That was a great movie. Um, if you haven't watched it, it's on Hulu. Uh, everybody has a Hulu, so I know you know somebody with a password. But I love, you know, these recent portrayals of real African-American life and culture and mm-hmm. how society uh, portrays us and treats us because it needs to be a narrative that's consistently talked about um, because uh, so many times we get a bad rap and that's not the case at all. Yeah, I want to... I want to shout out all the mothers on the show. Like, they're all distinctively different. Like, uh... You know, I want to shout out Kevin and his two moms. Like, right, right. I, I, I know definitely nothing about that. So but I'm just I, but curious. you know what? Of course, that she's gonna feature that because Lena Waithe is big in the yes, LGBTQ community. So to... I definitely appreciate seeing their dynamic. Like, that's why you gotta watch the show because it it just has a lot of rich talking points and it has a lot of culture that's important for us. Yeah, no, that's that's big to see. Uh, even the relationship with. Um, the character from um that plays Easy E, him and his mom, like his mother dealing with the grief of losing a son and just, you know, the back and forthness with the emotion and seeing how his role is, you know, off his mom and, you know, selling a house, not selling a house, trying to deal with coping, going to trial. Yeah, you know, I'm just so looking Jason forward to seeing Mitchell, it. I'm definitely yeah. Uh, loving his um, his expansion and the acting world. I know we've seen him oh, in a man. couple Shout other out things that, yeah. um, outside of Straight Outta Compton. Not but just gangster, our man. biggest introduction was when he played Eazy E in the, uh, the Straight Outta Compton. However, I'm loving to see his character and his dynamic uh, in The Shy. So. Shout out to him for kind of playing that role and really uh, giving us some of the emotions that we would feel about some of the things that he's getting ready to do, like the loss of his brother and him trying to be on his entrepreneurial thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nobody trying to work for the man. He's trying to do his own thing. Uh, I ain't mad at mm-hmm. you. Uh, shout out to him for that. Um... Okay, so as we talk about black culture, I do want to transition a little bit into world news. Um, so... 
uh, some of the things that have been plaguing our timelines and our news feeds um, is the fire that happened um, in Notre Dame. So we all understand, um, just so we all understand exactly what happened, a major fire erupted at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris on Monday. Mm. The cause of the blaze remains unclear, but officials do not suspect terrorism or arson. Um, There are about 50 people involved, but so far, this is the important part, um, about a billion dollars have been pledged to help restore the landmark. Now, with that being said, Mm. uh, my biggest thing about it is this. Uh, honestly, I've never been to Paris. I've been I've been to a lot of places, but Paris is still on my list and I'm, you know, I'm going to get around to it, but it's not the first thing that I wanted to go see. So, I have not been there to experience the amazingness of this cathedral. I know that as soon as uh the tragedy happened, um everybody started posting pictures, you know, old pictures of when they went to Paris and stuff like that. I don't have any of those those to post, so I'm not a hater. My biggest thing is that this is a artifact or a relic that we hold or you know parisians hold to a certain esteem in their culture um but we don't ever keep that same energy for what's Mm. considered third world countries or you know uh puerto rico is not a third world country as it's a part of the united states however when all those people were displaced homes were completely destroyed where were the millions of dollars then? Like, I think I just mm. saw a headline that said Apple's getting ready to contribute to the Notre Dame fund for the restoration of the church. But there are churches in Louisiana who have been burned down and are not being mentioned in the news. So, wow. uh, Speaking of that, uh, you're referring to Holden Matthews, 21-year-old son of a sheriff deputy. Uh, he just pled not guilty. Uh on the 17th at 12.51 p.m. Um, he was accused of burning down three black churches in Louisiana, which is also considered a hate crime. Um, and this is all going on while people are donating, you know, like she said, hundreds of millions to... Billions. Hundreds of billions point. to this. And I understand that the billions of dollars may not have all come from people in mm. the United States. It's just that I know that there are things that we should have considered. Flint does not have clean water. Mm. Hashtag Flint. Like, it's just so many. We can never keep that same energy for things that are in-house. And that's been a consistent thread in American history. And I'm just confused about us all getting, continue to getting wrapped up in this narrative that the you know, saying the media has painted for us. Like, we are supposed to be concerned about Notre Dame. Why? Because they showed it to us. But there are so many other things that we still need to be concerned about that are never portrayed in the media. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's so important to see this black narrative, to see these other narratives outside of what we're being shown. Yeah, it's just absolutely sad. Uh, I recently spoke to someone in Puerto Rico less than a week ago. And, you know, there's still parts of Puerto Rico where... They may black out from time to time. It's still hard for people to receive the, you know, the proper, you know, nourishments and things to, you know, survive like regular people. And that is part of the United States. Again, Flint is without clean water. These are things that, you know, if you don't address things in your home, how can you, you know, kind of address things in the street? This is where, you know, some of the problems I think in our government, in our country lie today. I don't even understand how you can start to... You know, donate in, a, in a hundreds of billions 
whew, and people in your backyard are, you know, suffering and dying. I'm not saying, you know, you got to save every person, but, you know, if you don't help the people in your, in your you know, in your home, in your, in your front yard, I don't understand how you can start helping people across the street. There's just so many things that, so many sayings that just tell you that that's backwards, but... Ah, to each his own. Listen, I just think we all need to open our eyes a little bit wider. We're all woke, right? But we need to open our eyes a little bit wider and really see what's going on around us. Now, with that being said, we've talked about a lot of serious things today. Let's lighten it up. Let's get to some of the tea because I like to drink tea every morning. Let's just be clear. And sometimes I have a cup before I go to bed. So, Wendy... Wendy. Time to light it up. Wendy. What, what yo, what's, yo, Wendy. Okay, so the first thing that I want to comment on is the fact that Charlemagne is having a blast with this. I'm not going to say he's having a blast with it, but I just read his book and he had a whole chapter. I'm not going to say a whole chapter, but he definitely had a section devoted to Wendy and them. Okay. Well, I'm confused. I'm going to be honest. Just from a male perspective, I don't know who Kevin is. I don't know who Calvin is. I don't know who Christine Brinkley is. I don't know who there's a side woman who I don't know her name at all. I'm just confused with all of it. Charlemagne the God is in it. Is he in a relationship with somebody? Oh I don't know what's going on. So I'm hoping that you can just so okay. Pour, this pour is me up a nice this, glass of tea. This Let me get is right. a little bit. This is from what I've gathered from my Googles and my research. Um, and, and question: When you ladies say you're pouring up tea, does it have to be like hot tea, or can I get like a? a you can tea get you can like get a sweet a tea. You can you know we don't okay. drink vodka over here. You can get okay. you a lemonade. Uh, you can get you a lemonade, a tea, and a Hennessy. Okay, okay, um, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, but get me right. Let me get all right. right. So from what I know, Wendy Williams. Okay, so let me start with how Charlemagne ties into it. So before Charlemagne. She, before Charlotte McGay. Yeah, Charlotte McGay. Before Charlotte McGay got big, he was apparently at one time staying with Wendy and her husband. Like, you know, he would be on the radio with Wendy and because okay, he really didn't have his own, you know what I'm saying? He would stay at her house. He was like, oh. pla-, you know, but it was a stri- strictly platonic, you know, okay. no, even though, you know, they say that uh, Kevin is at her husband. Yeah, Kevin Hunter is a little on the gay side, but Charlotte McGay oh. said he had nothing to do with that incident. Mm. No incidents between him and Kevin. But they used to work together. And <laughs> at some point, uh, Charlamagne says that their relationship became severed because um, he felt that Charlemagne was trying to hook up his side chick with one of his homeboys. There's so no that's why. completely backwards. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't be mad about that. I mean, I understand why you might be internally, but you can't be mad about that. Not now you've got a not whole wife. Guy. Not not to the public and not to other people that can eventually talk about you when shit hits the fan. Mm. So that's how Charlemagne ties into it. Now, with that being said, Wendy Williams, there's allegedly a mistress out there who has mm. been around for quite some time. We've We haven't ignored it. Wendy Williams has ignored it or mm. seemed like she's ignored it up until now. Recently, it was some pictures that came out of them chilling on the beach. Uh, the uh, mistress is pregnant. Uh, Kevin Hunter had bought the mistress a push gift, which is a Ferrari, which has since been repoed. Um, but it's just messy. It's just messy. And the biggest thing is Wendy Williams wants privacy during this time. Wait, 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 wait. She wants now, I privacy. Know. 
I during know. her time. Time out, time out, time out. I have went to too many. I go to my mama house. I go to my auntie house. I go to my grandmama house. She don't pay no attention to me because she be watching this woman talk about other people's business. And you mean to tell me she's asking for privacy? She's asking for privacy. She wants you all to respect her during her time. And honestly, I feel like, Wendy, we can't, we can and we can't give you that. We can give you a level of it, but we can't give it to you like you want it, baby girl. We wants to know. We wants to know. And we're going to continue. The tea is hot. Wait, hold on. Isn't, I, I know I read like sometime last week how she was like on, she was in a sober house. So that means she was, had a little, a little situation going. Listen, the Coke is one hell of a drug. Oh. Is all I have to say. I don't think she was doing crack she because... Was, but who knows what her drug of choice was. Sugar. I'm going to assume it was Coke. I'm going to hope so. Mm. I mean, the other ones are just so hard. Heron is just so girl. hard. Okay. You know? So, hopefully it was Coke. But she is in a sober house trying to, you know, defeat those demons. I'm not mad at that. Strawberry feels fun. I'm not Strawberry. mad about that. So, I'm not even going to knock her. I'm proud of her for getting herself together. And I'm feeling like... Her being in the sober house really brought some clarity to her situation, which made her realize, I don't have to stand up for this shit anymore. Because she was honest with us, I'm sure Kevin was holding that over her head. Correct. I'm sure he was probably like, you're a cokehead, and I'm going to tell everybody. So, (laughs) you know, now that she let that out, like... Gotta let the demons out, man. That's That's But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this, honestly, should be... This is a good PR spin for her, because... Look what it did let's to gunplay. Let's, let's put it out on the out. table. Yes. Let them demons out. Let and let the world, you know what I'm saying, see that you're a normal person and that you have your own bullshit and that yeah. you can get better. Yeah. Then you can go back to talking shit talk about people. Shit about Once people. you fix yourself yeah. openly. Like, don't be private and hide it. Like, your shit is all over the place, Wendy. It's all over the place. And you look wild. And it's taking a toll on you. You was already looking at the sketchy. <laughs> but it's really taking a toll on you. Damn, that's why she looked wild. She yeah, looked wild, when they're going through it. Yo, if I'm in the street and I see somebody looking wild, I just want you to know. In the back of my head, I'm like, yo, you got some windy shit going on? You got some windy shit going on. Ain't no reason for you to be looking wild like That's that. all I'm saying. It's just keep it real. Keep it real with us. Let us see it. But I'm definitely, yeah. you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be following this day by day. I am going to be watching. <laughs> and I'm going to be waiting for my tea in the morning. I'm going to have two cups of tea if I can. One for real and one from Wendy. So I'm definitely tuned in. No, definitely, definitely. That lets me that leads me right to my favorite saying. I'ma say this on every show. Like, first and foremost, everyone be happy with yourself. Then you can be happy with everyone else. Be real with yourself and you can be real with the rest of the world. Like period. That's just it. Point blank period. Like fuck all the bullshit. Period. City girls free JC. <laughs> All right, and um, what's our next topic? All right, so listen, we talked about something serious. I got my tea. You know, this is definitely a co-ed show. I think it's we got to move on to the sports world. It's the playoffs right now. Like, even I'm paying attention. Love basketball. We're just all fresh off March Madness and seeing that whole thing. So now we're into the NBA playoffs, um, which LeBron is not participating in. No, he is not participating in, but today's news is about LeBron James because the NBA playoffs sucks without LeBron James that we still going to talk about LeBron James, even though he is not we in the playoffs. We have to continue to talk about him. We have him. to. We have to stay follow suit. Like, I am a, first off, I'm not a, I don't have a team that I'm a fan of. 
I am a LeBron James fan. I'm a LeBronian. I done traveled. <laughs> I done traveled through the mountains of Cleveland, all the way through the hot beaches of South Beach, back through the mountains of Cleveland. Somehow I spend my springtime in, in LA. LA. So yeah, I feel good about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, today's news uh, is LeBron and. As y'all can tell, that's my man, Fifty Grand. You know, you know like I, I'm gonna go to one of his kids' games. Like that's how much that's my man. Like I'm gonna go to one of Bronny Junior's games. But on another note, like maybe I can't see it because I'm blinded as a fan. But maybe I can ask you, like, is LeBron doing too much lately? All right, now this is the new report. Reportedly, LeBron is. In the process of producing a boxing documentary. Yes, people. It doesn't have anything to do with basketball. And the reason I say that is because I don't know if you've noticed lately, but he's also done. He's produced like an American Gladiator type show. I've seen the commercials for it. That was on ABC where people were like running in the streets. Of Did it already LA. air? It aired and you ready? It did horrible. Yeah, I'm like the numbers on it were the worst of any show on the on it, and you know that you know LeBron's gonna remember. believe that. Yeah, I'm like I don't episodes. remember hearing anything about it after the big lead up to it. Yeah, it's I don't I don't know. I think that LA costs a lot of money. I think that LeBron has <sighs> mad kids. You gotta offset the taxes. Yes, you do. I totally understand that. You gotta offset the taxes. What else is he? He has the shop. He has a show, The Shop. Mm-hmm. He's got another show. Mm-hmm. Two shows on HBO. Yes. He has two exclusive shows on HBO. He also has this, this boxing documentary, which is also going to be reported by ESPN um, called 40 Days, based off of Canelo, the boxer Canelo, fighting against Daniel Jacobs. And that will be um, presented to everyone on May 4th um, via HBO. So um, hopefully you check that out. So I'm a LeBron. I'm a LeBron fan too. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say that I, you know, I'm not enthusiastic about the things that he's doing. Some of them I am. Space Jam. Definitely. Definitely enthusiastic about Space Jam. Um, Do I think he's doing too much? No. I think he's enjoying his first year in L.A. And after, like, if you got your got to spend your first year in LA, and you made the money he made, you would do the things that he was doing. Like, you would be out here putting your feelings out. Like, mm. granted, granted, granted. I think there were a series of things that led up to him being in this position and being able to expand to all these endeavors because they're not going to the playoffs. But I feel like he's doing what anybody would do if the circumstances ended up like they did, which is he got free time now. Uh, so I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, and I feel the same. Like, he does have the time. You know, he's able to experiment and do the things that he want to do. First summer off in nine years. Wow. I can't even imagine. I mean, like, summer comes and I'm ready to call out of work. Can you imagine having to work nine summers straight without calling out? Like, that's his time where he makes his money. Everybody's on vacation, having a break, but you're looking forward to seeing LeBron in the playoffs. So I could totally understand, you know, the, the relief, the, the the relaxation time, the time to just basically do whatever you want. I would say that he would do a rap album, but he already just finished producing an album 
Wrapped by Two Chains. Shout out to LeBron. Produced Shout out by to LeBron. So again, as a fan, I wasn't. I don't know if I'm blinded because all of these things I'm thinking is wow. You know, it's great. It's just him in the summertime doing what he wants to do. But again, you know, this CBS show um, here with him and um, you know, he had him and Tim Tebow, which is you know like America's golden boy child. Um, you know, and he was producing it, the Million Dollar Mile. You nah, know, I heard the, it was a dub. the numbers were terrible. It was um, a dub. I, they didn't promote it correctly. I'm a, definitely a PR and marketing background, and I wasn't with it. So, sorry, LeBron. Keep putting your fingers out there, because you might as well. I know it's costing you mad money right now to live and stunt in L.A. I know you got them kids. They doing things in school. They want things. Do your thing, LeBron. Make your money, okay? Make your money. Mm. And then, you know, with the Space Jam thing, I'm hearing a lot of things, you know, financial situations and, you know, dealing with the production rights and, and sne sneaker deals that um, Steph Curry, who signed the Under Armour to 2024, James Harden, who's with Adidas, you know, they wouldn't be able to be in this Space Jam movie. And, you know, it's just going to be, Do you, you know, think LeBron that's going to be a flop as well? It, if you can't get any of these other superstars? If you can't get any of these other superstars, are you willing to see LeBron versus... You know what? LeBron... Stefan um, Marbury and people from the Chinese League. Nah. Yeah, that's what it would probably end up in. Um, and uh, whew, lastly, something with LeBron James. I'm curious. It's just like it's the summertime... Again, first season of seeing him, you know, have some time to himself. Do you feel like he should be, you know, preparing for next season, recruiting? I think LeBron always gets prepared for next season. Mm. I think he does what he has to do. So, I don't I think that that's the last thing we should be worried about. Like, I think that he came to a new city with a new team, with new individuals that he had to mesh with. I feel like he got injured. And now I feel like we're trying to put the pieces together for Space Jam 2. Like, it was just a series of things. <laughs> it was a series of things that led up to this point. So I just think that he will get prepared because basketball is still his focus. But okay. there were some things out of his, his control. Mm. So. And with that being said, I, is basketball still his focus? Because like you said, there's this change in atmosphere. That now we're seeing, uh, you know, maybe uh, we've seen the first, for the first time, you know, can we really ignore the fact that LeBron, like LeBron's a machine. He doesn't care who's on his team. Nine years, he's been to the playoffs. So now, first we notice, oh, but he's not going to the playoffs. Also, but that's also, okay. Secondly, we notice, okay, you know, it's, it's, it's not just one or two ventures. It's not just a, a show on ESPN here, a show on ESPN there. It's... Three shows on ESPN, you know, a, a documentary on boxing, a TV show on CBS. Uh, so are you saying that a, while he was a, supposed a to be getting on, ready or recuperating hey, from his groin injury, that hey, he was working on all these? Possibly. But I'm, did I'm those deals stop now. coming in I'm since he in. injured his groin? I'm counting no. out. I'm up, I'm up to nine ventures that he's, that he's now taking part of since he's been in L.A. He's up to nine new ventures. I think that he didn't anticipate then, the amount of money it was going to cost to live there. And then... I gotta be honest, like the one of the things that we that we give him the most props for is the amazing father that we, you know, he also strives to be. 
with his kids. So, um, you know, you definitely see the time that he's putting in with his kids. Like, they're, they're in a, you know, they're in that pivotal stage in their life. Like, I'm just curious to see what's going to go on going forth. Like, you can't just put out a video in the summer of you working out anymore and we just take that as, oh, you're, that's, you know, you're motivated for next year. That's not enough. So, I'm curious. Is he going to make so is it not moves enough to get to help? Why he got to show y'all that? He hasn't even been on, been on social media. He probably been working out and not recording it. Y'all need to mind y'all business. <laughs> y'all need to mind the business of Paige. Shout out to Sierra. Uh-uh. No, yeah. not in today's world. We need, y'all need, need more mind proof. Y'all need to mind the business of Paige. He mind the business him. All right, LeBron. I'm going to let you slide <laughs> because you my man. 50 you grand. Man, 50 you know he's going to show up next year. Don't act like that. He, it, listen, he feels the type of way about this year, but if he can let it go, y'all can too. All I'm going to say is don't fuck the chicken up. You're doing a lot. You're doing a lot. Remember the Lakers, man. Remember who pays you. Pays you well, man. Take care of your body, man. Don't be out all night endorsing and drinking wine. You know what I mean? Drinking Hennessy with Jr. Trying to get people to sign up. Jr. says he doesn't drink Hennessy. Yeah. If I, you know what? First off, I just want America to know. I heard the biggest lie I've ever heard in my life the other day. Somebody poured Jr. Jr. It was a lie. On a podcast, I'm watching. They poured J.R. Smith a shot, a glass of Hennessy. After he took the glass of Hennessy, he said this was the second time in his whole life he had Hennessy. I just want to say the way he took that glass, that motherfucker was lying. He definitely drinks Hennessy. He drinks Hennessy on the regular. Listen, I drink Hennessy on the regular. You drink Hennessy on the regular. J.R. Smith drinks Hennessy on the regular. That's it for sports news. We definitely appreciate y'all tuning in and listening to us talk about these topics alive and unrestricted. We'll be back with another episode with new topics. Definitely reach out and uh, send us some questions if there's something you would like us to talk about. Yes, sir. And again, for anyone who's interested in starting a podcast or doing your own show similar to us, try using Anchor FM. It's the best for publishing and cutting and producing your own podcast. Thank you for listening again.